Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast. Uh, here for our holiday episode, our New Year BU episode, if you will. So today we are all about goal setting. And the reason I wanted to do this as a solo episode is because, frankly, I, I really love goal setting. It's probably one of my favorite times of the year when uh, when I get to really sit down and, and spend some time reflecting. And to be honest, it's really hard to find that time to sit down and reflect. And I think I'm feeling that even more than usual this year, lots of family stuff, you know, it's sort of our first year back to these big gatherings since COVID a couple of years ago. So suddenly my time feels like it is really not my own this week. And, you know, to be honest, you know, it's 8.30 on Tuesday morning. I'm recording this very late. Apologies to my podcast editors here on the Feisty Media Network. But, you know, it's it's been a, a holiday weekend for us back home. We're down at my parents now, so I'm hiding out in my old bedroom. I'm staring across, you know, I have my my dog on my bed a couple feet away from me. I have plans with my sister this morning. We're trying to get done. I have a couple articles to wrap up. I have all of this other stuff going on. And frankly, it's so easy to fall into this just trying to get through one day at a time, just try to get to the next day, get the to-do list cleared out before the end of year. And I know I'm not the only one feeling this way. I know a lot of us are feeling just that like urge to just run, rush towards the new year, trying to get that to-do list cleared out. And, you know, some of the stuff, obviously I have to get done. I have to record this podcast instead of sitting with my journal for half an hour, but you know what? I'm saying it right here on this podcast. I'm planning to spend some time later today, actually working in my journal, thinking about all of my plans and goals for both business and fitness um, in 2023. And with that in mind, actually, before we even get into sort of how I'm thinking about my goal setting for this coming year and sort of some questions to ask as far as your business is concerned, I actually wanted to invite everyone to join me on Wednesday, January 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are gonna meet on Zoom. And here's the thing. We're not just having a goal setting workshop where we're going to like talk about how to how to write down our goals and how to think about them and how to break them down and all that. Like super important. Yes. Um, but what I think we're really all missing, and I noticed this at the Outspoken Summit, we're missing people to tell about our goals who really understand them and and relate to them and care about them. You know, our friends and family, they want to be part of them. You know, often they're rooting for us. Hopefully they're rooting for us, but they don't necessarily get why we want to be you know, coaches or trainers or open our own studio or any of that stuff. Um, but I think this community really does get that. So this workshop is not about how to goal set. Instead, we're going to talk briefly about sort of some of our best practices. But the real thing is it is all about calling your shot for 2023. So we're actually going to just literally be on Zoom all together. We're going to talk for a little bit. A bunch of the feisty staff is going to be there. And then everyone yourself included, is going to go around and we are going to call our shots for 2023. We're going to get on the mic. We're going to say exactly what we want from this year, what we're going to work on, maybe even what some of our hurdles are. What are some things that might stop us? What are some things that might motivate us? So we're just going to get out there and put it out because I think a lot of the time, especially as women, we're like a little nervous to share our goals. Uh, I know even we talk about this in a few past episodes at the Outspoken Summit, the most amazing part of it was towards the end, we had this moment where everyone who wanted to kind of stood up and said what they were planning or what they'd kind of gotten out of the weekend and were going to take into real life. 
Um, and you know, a lot of, a lot of us, especially as women, were very nervous to say that we wanted our businesses to thrive. You know, we all said we wanted to help more people. We wanted to reach out to more people. We wanted to, you know, be doing more work with more people, but we all kind of kept like keeping the business side really in the back. And this workshop, I really want to just invite everyone to come in and call your shot, talk about how much money you want to make, talk about what revenue you want, talk about, you know, which revenue stream you're going to get started, talk about how many clients you want to get, talk about the, the LLC that you want to form, all of that stuff. So start thinking about it. Mark your calendars, Wednesday, January 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern, just going to be an hour on Zoom. You can find how to sign up for it over on womensperformance.com backslash B-O-F hyphen call hyphen your hyphen shot. I'll include that in the show notes or if you head over to Instagram at business.of.fitness uh, or just me at Molly J. Herford. I'm going to put a link in our my bio and the Business of Fitness Instagram page bio. So start thinking about it. I think it's going to be such a fun time. So with that said, I hope to see so many of your faces there. I would really love it. I think I'm really pondering which shot I'm going to call, which is very nerve wracking. Um, but anyway, as we move towards that, let's talk about some of those practices. So we're getting ready for 2023. And really, you know, we know that January 1st is just this arbitrary date on the calendar, but we do have this great energy around it. And I think actually, especially as endurance athletes, I love the new year for business because it's our off season, right? Like, you know, maybe we're starting up some base, but we probably don't have a lot of races going on Jan, Feb, March. So I think it's actually a fabulous time to really focus on those business goals. So, you know, you're listening to this podcast, Business of Fitness, because you're in this space. So probably you're an endurance athlete yourself. That's probably where you can, how you ended up here. Um, so you have these athletic goals and that's great. But honestly, like January, February, March is not really the time you're super going for them. So this actually is like the best time to focus on the business side. And if you're a coach, you know, in triathlon or cycling or running or whatever, it's kind of your off season for your clients as well. So you actually do have more time to work in the business. So that's my little like word on why I still think Jan 1 goals are great for those of us in this industry. So the feisty edict for 2023 is New Year BU, which I absolutely love. I I joke and uh, my fellow also author and reporter and journalist Celine Yeager on the Feisty Network, she and I always laugh because over the course of both of our careers, we have written collectively probably over 50 New Year, New Year articles. And oftentimes, I'm not going to lie, they're, they end up pretty similar. Like I try to find a new hook for it every year, a new way to, to write about it, a new kind of way to think about goal setting for your athletic goals. But we're so used to the new year, new you, we just keep calling it NYNY. But I said that to the feisty team and they're all like, uh, Molly, we're actually not doing that this year. We're, we're going with new year BU. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I love that. Uh, you know, New Year, New Year's a bit of a joke for us in in the industry where, you know, we we get paid to write about this stuff, but I love the idea of New Year BU. Um, but I actually think, you know, as I was thinking about that at first, I was like, oh, so we're we're not changing, we're not setting resolutions. And I was like, no, this is actually a fabulous time to set resolutions. I think it can actually be a great motivator to really make 2023 your year. Be you. This is on your own terms. Uh, we just, you know, we want to focus on what it is that we want. We want to hone in on that. So we want to be you. We don't want to think about what everyone else wants for you. You know, what you think everyone else wants from you, uh, all of that. We really want to focus on just who you are being more of that. 
which leads into, I just wanted to talk about the questions I like pondering heading into the new year. So I'm really not going to talk a ton about like specific goal setting. This is more thinking through before the goal setting process, what it is that we actually want. Because I think a lot of the time we start setting these goals without doing any reflection on the past year, past experiences, and without really thinking about who it is that we want to be going forward, where we actually want to be. We sort of put these like five-year visions in place that don't really make a ton of sense for our lives. Um, You know, we were listening to, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts on this already this year. And so many of them have been really pointing out this thing of like, we have, especially with social media, the tendency to see everyone else's kind of quote unquote, perfect life going on and be like, oh, I want that. Or, you know, I want to climb Mount Everest, or I want to do an Ironman, or I want to do an ultra run, or I want to do, you know, this type of business. But then you actually, you know, I want to say open a yoga studio. But then you realize if you actually think through what that day-to-day looks like, you don't actually want that day-to-day. You just kind of love what it looks like on the internet. So we really want to think about that before we start goal setting for ourselves, for our business, for the coming year, especially with our businesses, right? Like it's it's not just about who we want to be with our time and all that. It's It's where we want to spend our energy, where we can afford to spend our energy, where we can afford to spend our money, where we can afford to you know, take that time away from family and some of these undertakings, we might actually be better served to think about what's our minimum viable option rather than thinking about what would this look like if it was huge and loud and splashy, Uh, because it turns out the minimum viable option is actually the one that's going to give us the life that we're the happiest about, the life that we actually really want. So questions to ponder. First one, very broad, and you'll probably have to come back to this one, but I think it's a good one to just kind of point to the, just kind of get your your brain juices flowing, if you will, is who do you want to be? So I think this is when you almost have to write it out like 10 different times, like kind of start with your, your first one and then kind of that like ideal version or idealized version, if you will, of who you want to be you know, in a year, in five years, in 10 years, whatever. Um, And then kind of think about that, like look at what you wrote down. And then, you know what, maybe you're going to write it down again. And maybe this time we're going to sort of realize like, oh, I say I want to be a rock climber, but I'm actually terrified of heights and I have no interest in changing that fact about myself. Or, you know, I want to do Ironman, but I hate swimming in the pool. Or, you know, any of these things that's more of like sport related. Sorry, that's that's how my brain works because I, I write about this stuff all day. Um, but, you know, in business, again, going back to that yoga studio example, I want to open a yo- or, you know, I want to own a yoga studio, you know, but what is what is an, an owner of a yoga studio look like? It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of hiring teachers. It's not as much teaching as you maybe want. So if who you want to be is actually a yoga teacher, you may not necessarily want to be a yoga studio owner. So I think really honing in on exactly who you want to be. So you kind of almost have to get through that like idealized vision of future you that's in your head right now. Get that out on paper and then read it over again and be like, hmm, that's maybe not actually that realistic for me or not even realistic. It just it doesn't actually track with what I really want. It's just kind of this like thing that I think that I want. So who do you want to be? And again, you might come back to that at the very end too. So next thing, and I love this one for honing in a bit on who do you want to be. What does the perfect day look like? And I think for those of us who are in this business, I think this is a super important one because it really kind of shows you which direction you really want to go, right? 
I am not a video person. I love speaking into the mic. I love writing. You know, who I want to be is not a famous YouTuber. Uh, that actually might be back in my who I want to be. I might have actually said I really want to lean into video. Like I really like picture myself doing more video and like this is going to be great. But my perfect day does not look like being on video. Uh, as you can see, if you are watching any of these clips, uh, you can see that I am clearly not like setting up a fancy studio or doing my makeup or my hair for that matter uh, to be on this. I'm just talking into a mic. And that's great. That's who I am. Uh, the perfect day does not look like me doing a lot of video. The perfect day looks like me getting to talk to some awesome people, you know, interview a couple amazing people, and then spend some time actually really working on a couple articles that really mean something to me. Like that's that's my perfect day. That's going to be great. Having time at the end of the day to go for a walk with my dog and my husband, having time to actually get out for a run, not being in an office. Those are my important perfect days. And you can really use this for kind of all aspects of your life. I don't really like just focusing on business or just focusing on our fitness. I like putting all of this together because I think oftentimes we tend to goal set in, um, in different categories, almost separate from each other. So while I think, again, New Year is great because we're sort of far away from our athletic goals, I do think it is important to kind of think about our athletic goals and our family goals or relationship goals at the same time that we're thinking about our business goals, because I think often we compartmentalize. So we're like, okay, this is the year. I'm going to do Ironman. I'm going to do an ultra marathon. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to write my book. I'm going to be also like the most like loving, attentive, in my case, dog mom and wife that I can possibly be. I'm going to make sure that, you know, every day I spend at least an hour training DW, my, my dachshund, while I'm also doing, you know, so we set all of these different goals. And then if we actually ever put them together, we realize, oh, dear God, I've set out 40 hours of work for myself every day uh, in a 24-hour day, as it turns out. So I guess I'm not sleeping in the new year. We don't want that. We want our goals to all kind of go nicely together to at least kind of fit together. So what's the perfect day look like? Where are we getting in our workout? Where are we getting in our movement? You know, are we adding extra stuff with family? And then what does work look like? What does work actually look like? Not just the result of the work. What does the actual work, the <clears throat> grind or hustle, if you will, what is that actually going to look like that I love? Because I think that really informs then what we actually want out of business in a way that just thinking about kind of that end result does not help with. Uh, and you can expand this out if a day is sort of either easy or difficult for you. Uh, you might want to spread it out to a week. What is a, a great week going to look like? Because those of us who you know are in, well, really any kind of business, you know, it's not like every single day looks exactly the same. So what are different things you want to be doing throughout the week? Uh, what's what's an, a great week going to look like? It doesn't mean you're off on weekends and you're not checking your email and you're not checking your phone. You're not doing any work on weekends. Great. By all means, awesome. Um, but you know that's going to change if you want to be an entrepreneur with a Fortune 500 company in the next two years. Um, okay, so that's sort of going into that granular. What's our perfect day? What's our perfect week look like? Next thing, what does actual success look like? So I love this one because I think we, again, have that really sparkly vision of what success is going to look like. My book on the New York Times bestseller list, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but kind of back that out to like, what is, what's, your most basic level of success going to look like. And, you know, for, for me that like in that case where I'm saying like New York times bestseller is like the kind of vision of success, but success would actually just be my book sells well. And I'm actually like making an income from it. 
or, you know, maybe it's people are reading my book and I'm hearing from people that they're getting a lot out of it. So thinking about what actual success looks like with metrics that you can actually have something to do with, I think is really key there. Because like, I can't control New York Times bestseller list. There's been a ton out lately about how it's it's not even based on numbers. It's literally just based on editors choosing, kind of with numbers. But anyway, point being, it's not like you can control New York Times bestseller list. You can, however, control, you know, is your book getting out in front of people? And then are they buying it? Are they loving it? You can control that part. You know, it's it's still not the easiest thing, but you can make that happen. So what's actual success look like? The next two questions I love, uh, if you haven't already listened to last week's episode with Dr. Shauna Payne-Gold, please go back and listen to it because we talk a ton about asking for what you're worth, how to ask for more, how to actually think about money as a solopreneur, which is really, really hard. So the next two questions, how much do I need to make really? And how much do I want to make really? So this is where we have to do a little bit of homework. We have to do a little bit of budgeting, sorry. Uh, But we do want to know what do we need to make in order for our business to viably sustain us? So what are your monthly expenses? And, you know, if you're a solo earner, like you have to think about what, you know, what you need for everything in your life. If it's, you know, you and a partner, what do you and your partner need? What does your partner contribute? Okay, now I need to contribute, you know, at least $40,000 a year, or otherwise I'm going to need to find another type of work to supplement my income, which is totally fine. Not like we're saying you can't do that, but it's just really helpful to have that number in your head of like, how much do I actually have to make for this to be a viable business that can actually sustain me and my family? And then I think it also is worth saying then, how much do I want to make? And this shouldn't be just that fake, like, I want to make seven figures. I want to make over a million dollars. Like, that's just kind of this generic number we're sort of throwing out arbitrarily. No, we want to think about what you want to make, thinking about living your best life. And we actually had Karen Rizal on. She's an amazing coach. Uh, She works with a lot of more of these solopreneur, like smaller coaches, health coaches, uh, you know, uh, fitness trainers, that kind of stuff, talking about what their idea of a great life looks like monetarily, right? So you have kind of that basic budget we just talked about, like how much do you need to make to live? Okay, now what are the expenses that you'd love to be able to pay for? You know, is it a new set of uh, Wazelle shorts every month or, you know, taking your family on a vacation once a year? Or, you know, just having a, you know, $200 a month coffee budget or an $800 a month meals out budget. Like, think about that kind of stuff. Think about these, like, bigger purchases. Maybe, you know, you you want to have a new car in the next year or you want to move into a bigger apartment, that kind of stuff. Uh, so really thinking about what you want to be making in coming years. So again, you know, you might not even make this year, this, this year, but I think it's really good to have these numbers in your head as you're thinking about your business plans, uh, you know, as you're thinking about what you're going to charge, as you're thinking about how you're going to advertise, where you're going to spend your marketing dollars, if you're going to spend your marketing dollars, uh, all that kind of stuff. I think it's just really helpful to have this at least idea in the back of your head of like, what do I need to do to make this a sustainable business for my life? Okay, here's the deal. You want to take control of your health, of your life, but honestly, who has the time to go into the doctor, get the requisition for all the blood work, and then go to the lab and actually have that blood drawn, then wait weeks for the doctor to get back to you with the results? No, absolutely not. 
Inside Tracker is the way to go. And bonus, you can do it from the comfort of your own home with their mobile blood draw. It is so easy. Oh my gosh, so convenient, so safe, so reliable. All you have to do is when you order your Inside Tracker panel, you actually just add the mobile blood draw option and then boom, suddenly you have a lab tech at your house at a time that works for you to take your blood. We did this last month and honestly, it was the easiest experience I have ever had with blood draws in my life. So convenient and then the turnaround on the results is so quick and instantly you get this whole view of what is going on inside you with all of the important biomarkers that you need as an athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a go-getter. So definitely, definitely check them out. Save time in your day, add time to your life with Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw. And if you visit insidetracker.com backslash feisty, you get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com backslash feisty to get 20% off today. Okay, now we've got that done. Let's do a little bit of looking back. First, we're thinking about what's working. So this is, let's go positive first. I like positive first. We're thinking about what's working, what's fun, and what's effortless. What has been really easy this year with your business? Maybe for you, you know, going back to that yoga studio dream, maybe for you, the easy effortless was in the summer, you taught yoga in the park once a week and you absolutely loved it. You had so much fun doing it. It was very casual, really friendly. You got, you know, some of your friends were there. Some new people came. It was just great. You felt so good about it. Fantastic. You know, maybe you started a podcast and you found that doing these solo episodes felt really good or doing the episodes with you and just just you and your co-host felt fantastic. But when it came to doing interviews, you were feeling like a ton of stress. But those those interviews were, or those podcasts where it was just you and a friend just riffing, you loved. Those felt fantastic. Time flew by. Just amazing. Okay, great. So we want to have that in column A. Uh, and also what's working in terms of money, right? Like, oh, I'm finding that like people really want these one-on-one coaching consults, but I'm not getting many people for daily personal training. Or, you know, people are happily paying for my training plans, but they don't necessarily want to do the consults. So this is just really informing, okay, where is your your current flow? Where is it super easy? Where like is the money coming in? Then we want to think about what's not working? What's actively unpleasant? And what is a lot of effort for low return? right? So, you know, maybe come back to the yoga studio one, maybe doing virtual classes once a week. It's like one or two people showing up. It's super awkward. You hate being on camera. It's just really uncomfortable. It's your lighting sucks. You can't figure out your studio setup. Your kids keep jumping in in the background. Like you're just not having a good time with it. That's one of your actively unpleasant ones. That's not working. That's a lot of effort for very low return. And all of us have this part in our business. And you can have something that has a lot of effort with a low return if it's actively pleasant, right? Like in my other life, I, you know, write this book series called The Shred Girls and I love doing it. It's a huge part of my life. I'll be honest, it does not make me very much money. In fact, it is probably the most effort that I put in for the lowest return, but it makes me so happy. It's so fun. It's the writing of the books is so effortless that it makes it worth doing. So it's not to say that something that is a lot of effort that isn't making a ton of money isn't worth doing. It's just, it's really good to know that. It's really good to have that information because it might change 
how you're structuring your time, where you're putting more of your effort, especially if your goal is to make enough that your business is sustaining you in the new year. If 2023 is going to be the year you quit your other job, we might need to focus on some of the ones that are, you know, some of the activities you're doing that actually are paying more. So we just want to be a little clear on that. So thinking through, and honestly, what I do sometimes when I'm trying to do this, this exercise is I will look back at my uh, everyone knows I use the Todoist app. So on that, you can actually see past tasks that you've crossed off. So I look at that. I look at my Google Calendar. I actually flip through my journal because I write a couple pages every day, or sorry, a couple pages every week. <laughs> I'm I'm not a morning pages person. I'll be totally honest. Uh, I look back through those, and that really actually helps me because I can actually put dollars to different tasks and be like, oh, okay, this is actually like paying really well, even if it's not the most fun, it's pretty low effort. And I can kind of do that math and sort of see, okay, this one is really high effort, really low return. I'm not getting a lot of money for it. And it's not pleasant. Okay. That thing has to go in 2023. So let's all just set that. Maybe that should be our first resolution, right? If it's not working, if it's unpleasant, and if we're spending a lot of time and getting a little money out of it or no money out of it, let's get rid of that. Okay. Next thing, what's one thing that could move your business forward that you're currently not doing? And I say one thing because all of us could list out dozens of things if we're being totally honest. But what comes to mind, especially after you've made all these lists, what comes to mind right away as like the one thing, the one thing that you could do that would move the business forward? And I want to urge people not to go to, um, when we do the New Year New Year articles, there's this one weird tendency that we've had over the last few years to talk about these tiny steps. And for some reason, every time we talk about them, it always starts with like, I want to start running. That's your like resolution. And then it's like, okay, what's the first thing I need to do? What's the one thing that can move it forward? And it's like, buy running shoes. For some reason, we've all accepted that that's actually like a reasonable answer. And it's not a reasonable answer. So I really, really, really think that uh, it's better to Focus on an action item that doesn't involve buying something for this one thing that can move your business forward. I mean, maybe maybe the thing you are buying is like a consult with a lawyer or an accountant. That that's great. That do that. But if it's like I need to buy a microphone so I can start my podcast, absolutely not. Doesn't count. Sorry, that's not going to cut it. You can totally record a podcast with your phone. A lot of people do. It's fine. You can get started with what you have. That is not that is not a, an action item. Maybe it will be down the road. That is not your one action item. Your one action item in that case, record your first podcast. Boom. Okay. All that said, last question here. What does this all look like in terms of your business goals for the new year? So kind of read back on your answers reflect back, maybe come back to who do you want to be one more time since, you know, we've done some reflecting now. And now that we've done that, now we can think about what does this actually look like? We've all heard a billion podcasts, read a billion books on smart goals. We know how to, you know, think about, okay, here's where I want to be in five years. Here's where I want to be at the end of the year. But using these questions, think about just a few goals. Think about what shot you're going to call. This is the most important part for the sake of this episode. We want to call our shot. We want to say, by December 31st, 2023, I will have finished my book. It will be out in some way, shape, or form, or at least be in with an agent, or I will be self-publishing. Get real specific on this one. You know, I will have the doors of my yoga studio open by July 1st, 2023. I will have 50 co coaching clients 
by the end of 2023. Let's get really just give me a number, give me the thing. Let's let's get real about this. So again, we're going to have the link to the sh- uh, to this calling your shot workshop in the show notes and over on Instagram. Please come hang out. It's going to be super fun. And honestly, like what could be better than just starting the new year starting on January 11th, so 111, which feels really like a little woo woo, but really nice. I like it. I'm into it. Um what could be better than calling your shot to a bunch of really supportive women who are actively going to be rooting for you all year? Like, how cool is that? Think about the good energy that comes from that. So please join us. It's going to be rad. And before we wrap up, I just want to take a few minutes. I've been reading all of these like fitness trend articles for 2023, sort of predicting what 2023 is going to have. So I just wanted to kind of run through a couple of them because I think it is pretty important to think about what's trending, especially you know for people who are in businesses that can pivot pretty easily, which I know a lot of you, uh, having met a bunch of you at Outspoken, uh, I sort of know a lot of you are in these businesses that can be shifting a little bit with the times. Uh, and I thought you know some of these trends are actually super cool for people who are in these small solopreneur type businesses because you can kind of try some of these new things. It's not to say that you know I'm going to say wearables are trending. I'm not saying you need to like invent a new wearable. I'm saying how can we use this? So here we go, our few trends to keep in mind for 2023. First one, like I said, wearables and biohacking are trending big time. How can you incorporate that into your coaching? And I, when I say biohacking, please be really careful with that. I'm not saying, you know, tell people what supplements to take or anything like that, unless you're like a registered dietitian. But I am saying wearables, you know, if people are super into their whoop or their aura ring or, their, you know, whatever, whatever tracker they're using... Can you offer coaching that really specifically ties to that? Can that actually almost be a a, a bigger offering? You know, if you're currently doing like regular, just like triathlon coaching, can you actually have a coaching level where you work with the data from their aura ring or their whoop? You know, think about that. I think there's so much opportunity for that. And I think that could be a really great way of getting people who are obsessed with their wearables in your door. Next thing, mobility is huge. And mobility is basically a fancy way of saying stretching and dynamic movement, if we're being totally honest. Um, But I think those of you who are practicing yoga, Pilates, kinesiology, physical therapy, any of that personal training, uh, all of those can have a mobility component. You can kind of add mobility to your class descriptions. You could even add a mobility specific class, Uh, just really shifting your messaging to include the phrase mobility, because that seems to be very trendy right now for people. So just something to think about as you're, you know, kind of thinking through your marketing for the year. Uh, I think the other thing is using apps to your advantage. Um, This kind of comes back to the wearables, but it's also, you know, if you're a cycling coach, frankly, in the winter, a lot of your clients are going to be riding on Zwift. So can you do a once a week Zwift meetup and meet people where they're at? Can you use these apps to actually help connect your coaching clients to you, to each other? Uh, I think there's so many good opportunities with this that we as coaches are not necessarily doing yet. And I think it could be so good for us. So there's that. Uh, Next thing, uh, oddly enough, kind of backwards on this, time in nature. Uh, Also really trendy right now. People are talking about being outside more. Can you do any components of your business outside? Can we do your boot camp? Can we do your yoga? Can we have some outside classes being offered? Uh, You know, can you even, even if you're doing coaching consults where you're talking on the phone, could you actually push people to be outside while they talk to you on the phone? Even just kind of making that part of your whole shtick could be really great for you. 
uh, and being ready to pivot your offerings. You know, at home and virtual, we know we've learned this in the last few years. At home workouts and virtual workouts are both still really on the rise, but people are back in studios. Studio numbers are going up again. But can you have options for both? Can you keep the virtual stuff that you developed over the course of the pandemic while adding back those in-person options? And that way, if something happens or, you know, whether you're sick or your client's sick or whatever, you can pivot back to being virtual or you're ready to, you know, be out of town for a few weeks. And, you know, you now have a little bit more flexibility. So I think keeping those options open is super important. Uh, DEI, so diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. How can you, and we talked about this with Dr. Shauna Payne-Gold. Again, please go back and listen to that episode. It's fantastic. How can you give back to your community? How can you make your business more equitable? How can you make it more inclusive? We talk about this in that episode. I think that's just going to be so much more important. I love the idea of you know giving back to your community, putting your money where your mouth is, having your business donate to whatever charity like really resonates with you. I think it's all just so important. And it comes back to, again, if you're really struggling with making more money and like just coming up against like, do I deserve to make more money or should I be able to make more money? Think about the good you can do if you're making more money. Think about where that money can go. So I think that's super helpful. Uh, and the last thing I wanted to say is, you know, the economic forecast right now, it's dicey. It's a little scary. Uh, this is, you know, we're maybe going into a recession. Maybe we're not. Who knows? Um, I think it's really just important to think about pivoting or being ready to pivot. So how can you set yourself up so that you're ready to pivot to best serve your clients? So not just pivot your business, but think about what your clients could potentially be going through, right? So, you know, do we have a, a less expensive offering for clients who, you know, may hit some financial hardship, but want to keep training with you or want to keep working out? So I think just having all of that stuff kind of at the ready is just so, so important. So just really spend some time kind of thinking about those things as you're thinking through your 2023 goals. So that is all I have for you for this goal setting episode for 2023. We are all about calling your big shot. We are all about being you in the best way possible. So new year, be you, and let's get together on January 11th and call our shots. It's going to be such an amazing evening. Check out the show notes or head over to Instagram to grab that link or head to womensperformance.com. Grab that link. It's going to be so much fun. And I hope to see you all there. Thank you so much. I hope you all have an amazing holiday uh, and fantastic days and that this journaling exercise really helps a little bit as you clarify what you're up to in the coming year. All right. Thanks, and I'll see you soon.